Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Clap your hands and stomp your feet. It's Brandon Collins, a.k.a. Eddie Collins. What's up, y'all? This is Justin Brown. Open up your booty holes and clap them shits. <laughs> not, not your cheeks. I'm talking about your actual booty hole and make it clap. And make it clap. Wait, how are you going to make your booty hole clap? <laughs> you got to have a special booty hole. <laughs> what are we doing? We're already we're already off. This is not good. Because we're talking about historical black women. That black shit. History Month, niggas. Black people can clap the booty holes. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, world. I don't think that's the, st- the science that Katherine Johnson was uh, doing at NASA. Is <laughs> orbiting all around the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're a medium popcorn. And we're off to the races. Niggas spoiling movies, and uh, I'm so sorry for anybody that was like, they're doing hidden figures. Oh, m- ooh, child, I hope they do justice to the story. <laughs> ooh, why are slaves listening to this? Ooh, baby, boy, ooh, baby. We're going to listen to hidden figures. Just because someone says ooh, child doesn't mean that they're a slave. The way that you say it, yes, they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, um, I don't even get into this. Right. What are we doing? Go ahead, Brandon. Go All ahead. right. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing a review on Hidden Fences, which uh, came out in... I'm two- sorry? Hidden Figures. <laughs> hidden Figures. Not Hidden Fences. I put a white journalist. Oh, Jesus, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so easy now. It's synonymous with this shit now because That's that true. journalist fucked it up. That's true. Shout out to Jordan Temple, comedian and uh, head writer on uh, Abbott Elementary who capitalized on shit, that shit and took his career to another uh, place. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, because this came out the same year as uh, Fences. Yes. Because Octavia Spencer was uh, nominated with Best Supporting Actress alongside Viola Davis, who ended up winning for Fences. Mm. Now, here's the crazy thing is, this is how lazy the Academy can be, is that they nominated Octavia Spencer for her role in this yep. because they already nominated her for the help. So it was like, oh, we know Octavia Spencer. We know that black woman. She's reliable. Yep. Janelle Monae is fucking fantastic in this. Uh-huh. Taraji is fucking amazing in Gone this. Gone all the way. And it's like, what, what are we doing here? What are we I, doing here? They might as well just have nominated Kevin Costner and just had it. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. It all up. But, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, or Jim Parsons. <laughs> it's like, you know what? We like that racist guy. Let's give it to him. Hidden Figures, which is uh, written, uh, co-written and directed by Theodore Melfi, uh, stars, like we said, Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet, Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst, who finally has grown into her face. Yes, indeed. In this, indeed. Um, which is weird because her body was tight, but her face always looked old. So now it's like a weird thing. Anyways, uh, Jim Parsons. Mind and you, this was years ago. Yes. This is almost 10 years and, uh, ago. Years and ago. two-time Oscar uh, winner, but not at this time, Rehearsal Ali, mm-hmm. who... Bro, for someone that's like so calm energy, he's got the amazing presence on screen. Yeah. Like he, like, you know what I mean? He never is like loud and like boisterous and shit. It's just very calm. Yeah. But he like, he, you know. He's distinguished. He's mm, very much a distinguished yep. man. And Aldous Hodge also was in this, uh, just kissing up on Janelle Monet. Lucky, lucky mm-hmm. man. And then Glenn Powell in very low key white boy role where you're like, Glenn Powell. Like, he, he's been secretly out here working for a long time. Yes. He's like Coleman Domingo where it's like 
He just needed that one movie where everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And that was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Good for that guy. Yeah, he went, now he, he's blowing he up. He went everywhere. off in that one. Yeah, he's, he now he's everywhere. One. Which is so weird because I get it. Top Gun Maverick was amazing. It was. Right? Miles Teller and Glenn Powell both blew up because of that. Glenn Powell, I think, has a little bit more heat because of it. But I'm like, it's so weird because they literally just played the Tom Cruise Val Kilmer roles. But that's what everyone wanted. I guess. Like, everyone likes a good rivalry, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the thing. Every everyone you know, as much as we have these movies and we're like, "Oh, well, they're doing something different. They're doing the same shit." Yeah, you want the you want the same shit. That's why we got Kevin Costner here playing the white savior. Mm-hmm. No one does a white savior better than Kevin Costner. Mhm. When he's knocking down that color uh, woman bathroom sign and he's exerting all that energy, he's like <sighs> you're like, "Oh, he's like, I want to make sure these negro women know." <laughs> <laughs> that they know that I'm saving their asses. I and I'm save Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's that's what he was telling us. He's like, I'll save Whitney, I'll save you too. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what's so crazy is like um there are moments in this, and I think this is an incredibly important movie for people to watch. I'm sure like it's played in like history uh, classes when, like, the teachers hung over and shit. Yeah. And, or, like, particularly in Black History Month where they're just like, oh, here's some Negro shit for you, especially in the suburbs. You yep. know they're playing this shit. Yeah, that's exactly this is, what they do. This is very much palatable for white people. But I remember one time, I, no, actually, I wasn't, I, when I was in college, I was, um, <clears throat> yeah, I worked down at the school with the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love to say it like, like that. that. I love to say it like that. With the kids. Because it makes it sound like I was, I was hustling drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Why would you? <laughs> I wasn't. If you know me, you know I wasn't. Anyhow, um, they uh, for summer school uh, they played Roots, like the entirety of, oh, of Roots. Jesus, yeah, so this old. is a black school. Yeah, this, yeah. this is uh, this is in Yonkers. Roots on DVD, bro. <laughs> they played Roots, and I don't think I think even at the ripe age of like twenty one uh, that I was at the time, I don't think I ever sat down and watched all of Roots, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, I did at that yeah, point, yeah. and I was just like, I don't know if these kids need to see this right now. <laughs> yeah. There's some wild shit. Like, when I was in Ann Arbor, man, when it came to black, like, well, it wasn't even Black History Month. I had a class in high school. This is how privileged we were in the suburbs. I had a class that was called, like, um, Film and Studies or some shit. It was like a, a, it was like a class he wanted to get senior year, because it's during the spring of your senior mm-hmm. year. Like, no one gave a fuck, and all you did was watch movies and talk about them. And then we had this hippie white dude, and he showed some wild shit. Like I'm talking about, like Birth of a Nation. He played Rosewood. He played uh, Fresh. Like he he showed all these gritty ass like urban movies. And then he would like it was wild. And I remember being like, "Yo, this white man's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> He's trying to start a race war." Well, no, not even that. He would be like the ones would be like, "See how fucked up white people are." He would be like that nigga. No. Yeah, and I remember being like, that's, "That's that's my kind of man. That's my kind of white." It was like man. being one other black girl in the class. I'm like, "Who's this audience?" Now for you this? see how fucked up we were as a nation to these <laughs> poor black folks. Yeah. Brandon, other black girl, tell us all about your experience. No, no, that that was what was dope about him is that he never did some shit like that. Mm. And actually, he's the like, he's the reason why I made that motherfucker I'm gonna kill you movie. Yeah, he's like, if anyone wants to make a short film, they'll get extra credit. Yeah, well, uh, we don't like him anymore. <laughs> but you know, one thing I will say: we watched Basketball Diaries in college. Yeah. Oh, and, in college. Okay. Yeah, in college, and um, 
and I ended up getting into an argument. <laughs> <laughs> with a girl of in class, you did. Of because you know that scene where uh, Leo gets kicked down the stairs. I haven't seen that movie in forever. All I remember is him puking, and didn't he get his dick sucked? I I, I don't know, man. I remember. <laughs> I like, I, I remember I'm pretty puked. sure Leonardo DiCaprio got his dick sucked at some point. I was like, no, like in the movie though. I remember him <laughs> puking, and I remember Mark Wahlberg being in the scene with him, and I was just like, this is weird. And then you're. Then jumping to dick sucking? Is that what Well, because he had a drug problem, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait. Are you saying that he got his dick sucked or he was sucking dick? No, he got his dick sucked. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, either way, in the movie, when the scene he gets kicked down the stairs, I kind of chuckled a little bit <laughs> because, you know, I'm watching a movie about this rich, rich white kid's shit is falling all apart. Mm. And this girl lost it. Like, lost him. He's like, it's not funny. His whole life is falling apart. And I just I was like, he's a rich white kid. He knows all of the things that come with with drug use, and he chose to make that. I said, if he were black, would you call him a crackhead? And you'd all sit here and, and you'd laugh, wouldn't you? And the class just went silent. The class went silent, and the teacher kind of was like, it's like she didn't want, he, she didn't, nobody wanted the smoke. But that girl was like, yeah. It's like, you think movies with crackheads, stuff like that, that shit's funny. But the white kid, is, it's like, it's such a tragedy. Yo, I shut down that entire class. They were like, well, we're going to watch the movie. I'm like, exactly. Shut the fuck up and enjoy. If I want to laugh, I will, just like you would laugh at me. They're like, <laughs> yep, I love it. All right, well. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. If you want to make white people upset, I guess mm-hmm. uh, call I'm your, Justin. I'm your man. <laughs> I'm your man. What's uh, okay? Question on that now. Go ahead. How does your How do you think your sons are going to navigate this world now? Now that they're biracial, mm-hmm. and like they're growing up in Long Island, like how are you going to like help them navigate? Like, you know what I mean? Because as like a black man, like in your in your background, like you know you've been through some shit, and you didn't mm-hmm. exactly like grow rich or anything like that. So, but. Now, you know, obviously you want your kids to be in a better place than you are. Of course. They're half finished and shit. Mm-hmm. So now how do they, na- how do you, how would you, if Jackson came and was like, I had, like, he tried to have that same situation, right? But then these, these people were like, yeah, but you're half white. What would then your, uh, what would your advice be to your son? The fact that you're pointing out that I'm half white, that shows that there's a big, there's a bigger issue right there. Like, there's just like, the fact that they, they're pointing out that you're half white, they don't see you as one of them. They said you're half. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, oh, you're white. No, you're not. You're, you're black. It's like, they're not going to say you're black because they're taking that from you. So it's like, yeah. that's the problem right there. Yeah. You know what's what's inter- yeah. What's interesting about your kids is that they're uh, half finished. So, uh, you know, for, for a lot of niggas, that's like unicorns. So it's like you're yeah. half, half magical being. <laughs> <laughs> they speak a language. One of your that- kids is going to definitely be a comedian. That yeah, would probably be accurate. Anyway, so Hidden Figures uh, was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Picture. It also won the SAG uh, Award for Outstanding Performance mm-hmm. by a Cast in a Motion Picture, which means these these three women at least got some kind of awards recognition, um, which is great. Um, but yeah, this movie is about uh, these three black women that are working at NASA. They're incredibly intelligent. They're, they and they're each in their own rights. Um, Catherine Johnson's a fucking prodigy. Uh, prodigies. She essentially skips grades. She she gets to college like when she's a high school age. Yeah, she's fucking incredibly no, smart. It, she looked like she was in middle school age. Yeah, she's it like was 10 wild. years old. It was just like the black Doogie Hauser. She was just fucking killing it. Yeah. Um, and then you get she gets to NASA. She's like he, Cat Williams. According to him, yeah. <laughs> you know what's? Yeah, I don't want uh, to get into. Let's that. not go on tangent. Hidden figures. Yes. Um, 
and hidden fences. <laughs> and I'm not sure how close Katherine Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughn uh, really were in real life. Hmm. But I did like, you know, obviously the actresses, they just had natural uh, chemistry, I think. Um, and Janelle Monet, like, sweet Lord, baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all working at NASA, dealing with their own challenges, um, a.k.a. racism. At every corner, and you mentioned Jim Parsons earlier. This nigga is just first of all, Jim Parsons doesn't really act when he's on Big Bang Theory. That's just Jim Parsons. Yeah, I thought he did the voice the way that the guy who plays Leonard does the voice, and then you hear like his like his like him speaking. And you're like, oh wait, you're Sheldon. Yeah, that's just who you. It's are. It's like when Kieran Culkin won recently for Succession, the Emmy. And like you see his manner, and you're like, oh, you're Roman. You're not acting, <laughs> and that's just you. Yeah, you're just the nigga. You're just an asshole. So, um. It, it, it's interesting because there was a interview with no, 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 that was the kid from Young Sheldon, and it's like apparently he's actually that smart, even the kid. Oh, okay. Sh- Sheldon, yeah. And they were just like throwing things at him. He was like, you know, just answering right off the cuff, like equations and shit like that. I mean, that's definitely possible. That kid's good. Like Young yeah. Sheldon's pretty good. Um, also, the kid, uh, what was the kid on Modern Family played Luke? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's mad smart too and shit. So, I mean, I, I can see it, but back to the smart black people. Yes. Um, so yes. they're working at NASA. And here's the thing that really grinded my gears about Catherine's experience. And I'm sure it's way, way worse. Because remember, everybody, this is supposed to be like a family-friendly. Um, this is Disney. Y- y- the, well, this is 20th Century Fox before it was acquired by Disney. I yes, think. but, I mean, it's on Disney+. Plus. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this biographical drama, right? That's definitely meant to be shown in schools. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's very clear. Like, this is something that like needs to be shown every year, Black History Month, particularly. Um, and I think it's important. But at the same time, like I said, it was way worse probably because like every every white person that's antagonistic towards these women have like a quote unquote redeeming moment. Yes, you know what I mean. Which, like, at the end, when Jim Parsons is giving her the coffee after all these motherfuckers for. For months, working around her, refused to share the same coffee as her. I imagine that was actually more like years. Well, it probably took longer. It probably it. was. It's just like, because um, the timing is like, we're going against Russia trying to get yes. to space, uh-huh. right? And so, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, that was wild when Kevin Costner was like, yeah, so now the Russians have a, a heads up on us. You know, we're going to be working here 24-7. And so, if you can't make that commitment, you know, I understand. I appreciate the work you've done, but uh, we ain't gonna pay you more. Yeah, it was like, well, nigga, what the fuck did you just say to me? Mm-hmm. But not like you know, back then you couldn't do anything. Well, I mean, basically, if you wanted to keep your job, you know, you'd be paid off. Nationalism, America. <laughs> mm. That's what they were. You were being paid on. It's like if we're gonna get there first. We'll do anything to get there, and just yeah. know it's like it's on your dime. What do you think about that? Like, and I. I know we're going off on little tangents, but like this is Black History Month, and it's important for us to talk about history because when you think about the patriotism, right, that people had at this time, mm. uh, regards to the space race and making sure that you know, like our adversaries, like Russia, didn't you know, um, get one up on us, mm. like in regards to global control and like advancement, that nationalism, like that American pride, is pretty pretty abysmal at this time in this country, right? Well, but but. My my question for you is, do you think that that's what's leading us to this potential, like, voting in a guy who's basically saying, I'm going to be a dictator? Yeah. And so it's like, well, it, it's tough because, like, especially as black folk, we're like, it's hard to be patriotic and, like, proud of this place. But at the same time, it's like, but we also don't want to be under a fucking dictator 
Well, I, I that's think, gonna. I think it, it, what it really comes down to it is the um, the American dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, so many of us realize, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. And then uh, as the years went on, instead of getting more, more and more has been taken away from us mm. as far as like, you know, just overall rights and just, you know, opportunities, you know, corporations are kind of rolling the dial back, you know, back to the almost like before the industrial age yeah. with them just being able to do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, so people don't trust the system anymore. And because of that, people are just like, well, fuck it. Let me do something where I can at least get something for me because when it really comes down to it, I'm already fucked. Mm. And I, I and I think everyone on both sides should kind of be able to look at that and be like, "Yeah, that's true." And yeah. if they're not, they're they're just not they're just not really being honest with themselves. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> agree with that. I also think that like we, um, I think the 24 hour consumption of media and everything like that's really fucked us up too. I think that you know media in their thirst to satiate us and like uh just giving us content for no reason mm. like i was reading this a- uh, article on axios yesterday i was talking about um ai powered uh fucking robots bartending and stuff yep. and i'm looking at this and i'm like holy shit like that's gonna take over the service industry yep. but then i pulled up on youtube i looked up the same thing that robot and shit they're showing demos of it and it's like all right this is scary but then it kept editing justin and so you got to the point where you're like oh this isn't. This is probably fucking up, but they're cutting around it to sh- to make it seem like it's smooth. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, we got at least a few more years before. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean. It's like low skill jobs that predominantly impact black people and low uh, people of color. That's going to be a fucking. That's going to be nightmare at some point. Well, it, I don't. And we're not investing in education. We're not in, like it's. We're under resourced. Hon- honestly, though, uh, I don't think it's is even about the low skill jobs because. It's also the skilled uh, positions yeah. as well, because the skilled sure. positions. You, so basically, you know, all those plumbers, mechanics are like, well, you're always going to need us. Not until a robot figures out how mm-hmm. to they figure out how to make a robot do it. Then you don't need them either. So everybody, yeah. it, you know, it's like whether you went to college or not, you're about to be fucked. Oh, and like people yeah. are starting to realize that and be like, hey, 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 we need to stop this shit. People who went to college were even more fucked because now it's like, well, what, what was the point of paying all this tuition? Yeah, because like all, you know, oh, you learn to, you know. I guess the main thing is like coding, right? Mm-hmm. But coding, that's going to be gone very Oh, quickly. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like, oh, teach your kids how to code. No, this mm-hmm. is, that job's going to be done by computers. It's already done by computers, but the computers are going to take more and more of that pie. It's like, well, they can program the AI. AI is going to be programming itself mm-hmm. in in the next two years. I mean, that's that's scary. But like Sid in the chat <laughs> said, uh, they got robots that can do ninja skills. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's going to be ninja chopping robots at some point. And so y'all better get ready. Y'all better be try, uh, you know, stu- studying Cobra Kai and your Tai Chi to get ready. Well, and then I think the other thing is, like, everything costs so much. Oh, yeah. So if you do want to learn a skill, you want to do it like that, you have to pay. You have to have big money. Big fucking money. Yep. Doing, bro. Actually, I just looked up to to put uh, Jackson and Axel in like jujitsu classes. So for the first six months, five no, I'm sorry, first six weeks, it's five hundred dollars. But that includes their geese and their okay. boats, right? Then Which after is that, thirty bucks each. Yeah, and then after that, it's um, it's fifty four dollars a week for each. Each. Oof. 
So basically, well, so for one kid is $216 every month to keep him in there, but you have an upfront charge of $500. Like, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and you don't even know if the nigga knows how to teach? No, I I, I went in, I was okay. almost like, okay, yeah, 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 this guy's legit. Yeah. They, you know, they're legit. He's just slapping people around. He's like, ah, kid, <laughs> But like, yeah, like this is this like this is the world yeah. that we live in is like, yeah, you want to do some shit. You're going to have to pay all the monies, all the monies. And speaking of monies, this movie was a box office hit. Uh, it made two hundred thirty six million dollars on a twenty five million dollar budget, mm-hmm. which is great. And that's not much money, especially in 2016 to make a movie that's supposed to take place in uh, NASA. That's probably why we didn't see too much about the spaceship and shit. Yeah. If it's more about these women being in front of chalkboards and fucking like little machines and stuff like that. Um, you know, you got Octavia Spencer's character grossly underpaid. She's essentially in a managerial role, but they won't give her the promotion. Cause I ain't never been a color manager here. I can't do nothing for you. Yep. But that's all. That's also very much like a sexism thing too, because I'm sure Kirsten Dunst couldn't get a promotion because she's a woman. Yep. You know what I mean? I I was literally about to say that, but it's, It's you know, it's it's all across the board. Yeah. And it's all about like, you know, like if I'm your manager and I can't get a raise and you ain't going to get a raise. Mm -hmm. It's that hierarchy. It reminded me of when, uh, Craig Robinson on The Office wanted a raise, and Michael Scott's like, well, I, I don't get a raise. You can't get a raise. And then like, he, they found out how much Michael Scott made, and they were making fun of him. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so Taraji, when Taraji P. Henson signed on for the lead role, she met with the real-life Katherine Johnson, who was 98 years old at the time, to discuss the character she was about to play. Henson learned that J- uh, Johnson had graduated from high school at age 14 and from college at age 18 and was still as loose as anyone years younger. After the film was screened for Johnson, she expressed her genuine approval of Henson's portrayal, but wondered why anybody would want to make a film about her life. So she's humble as fuck still. Which is nice, but at the same time, you gotta get these flowers, girl. And at age 98, Katherine Johnson was the only survivor of the Hidden Figures trio to see their achievements depicted on film. In November 2015, President Barack Obama awarded her a Presidential Medal of Freedom for her work at NASA and was further honored the following year with a new 30 million 40,000 square foot NASA building that was named the Katherine G. Johnson Compute, Com- Computational Research Facility. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, she died 2020 at uh, 101. That's incredible, dude. That's that's wild. But I mean, that's why I, I do enjoy watching movies like this that, you know, and that's why like shows like Drunk Black History are really important to like make sure we're reminding people like we did shit. And we were pioneers, and some people had to go through a lot of shit. And that, when I watch movies like this, it does humble me. Like, I had a bad day today, but watching this, I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> things could be a lot worse. I could be up against a lot more shit, <laughs> you know? And she had three kids. Yeah. According to this movie, I don't know how accurate it was at the time, but she had three kids. Um, luckily, she had a family support system that was obviously able to watch her three daughters. Yeah. Because she was working overtime, not getting paid. She was stressed as fuck. And she was making a fraction of what those uh, white people in that and room And she had to go across the fucking uh 40 minute walk just to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. And she was still doing she math. Had the shits. Mm-hmm. And she's still doing math. Mm-hmm. Hoping not getting no PP or the boo boo on the on the papers that she has. Oh, and yeah. These are classified documents too. You can't be giving those back. But they got redacted. shit stains. <laughs> <laughs> they got shit stains. <laughs> redacted shit stain papers. Redacted with shit. 
Oh boy, that's but she, terrible. Oh, they were mad at her too. They like they're giving her redacted documents to break down, and they get mad at her because she has to look up, she has to hold it up to the light so she could see what was redacted to be able to come up with the formulas that these niggas need. Yeah. It's like you put in, you tie my hands behind my back. I'm figuring out how to get out the cuffs, and then you still want to get mad at me, Jim <laughs> yeah. Parsons. You won't even share a fucking pot of chock full of nuts with me. The worst kind of coffee. The fact that that company's still going is fucking a. Atrocious, it's especially a, with a name like that. It's a crime against humanity that that coffee still exists. Jack full of nuts. <laughs> it's the worst kind of coffee. It's that and Folgers. That's they, the last thing I want. Is my mouth chock full of nuts, right, Brandon? You're such a five year old kid sometimes. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, yeah, that infuriated me. Oh, one quick uh, thing of trivia that our producer Yuvia found. One of the ways that Catherine expressed, uh, expresses workplace discrimination is where her co-workers required to use a separate coffee pot. Whenever the office's coffee area is shown, the brand of coffee they use, chocolate and nuts, is also visible. The use of this brand in the context of segregation is historically relevant. Oh, so they were racist too? In 1957, chocolate and nuts was one of the first major New York corporations to hire a black executive as a corporate vice president. Oh, they weren't. Oh, okay. They were a pioneer. The oh, coffee oh, still sucks. Though. Oh, okay, okay. So coffee basically, they're just like they're just like, hey, you ain't one of us, so we're gonna give you this uh, extra coffee pot. That's your coffee pot, and on top of that, you can bring drink the nigga coffee. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I will say though, <clears throat> having my own cup of coffee, pot of coffee, ain't bad. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad at that. Well. I give I give more cups. You niggas are being racist, so you ain't getting. Do you know but, how many? But if somebody want to do something to the coffee, they know who they're gonna oh, get. Oh yeah, yeah, they know true. who they're gonna get. That's true. You know, one of the white <clears throat> boys put his dick in the coffee, spit in it at least, at the oh, very least. Fucking nigga, I I never got that. Like I'm gonna spit in the, your shit. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, because I'm just like no, no, no. them fighting words. Oh yeah, no, I'm, you even saying it is fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> Say that shit. Yeah. I'm gonna spit pop in your mouth. That's it. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> just just. <laughs> you insinuate you gonna spit in my shit, you yeah. gonna be spitting out teeth. She's like, Catherine's like, you know my new husband's blade, <laughs> right? In the new MCU. He gonna fuck your shit up, nigga. Uh, Don't worry. Your your kids will know who the hell he is. By the way, man, if that was a true if that's a uh, the true story with uh, her husband Mahershali played Jim Johnson, um, and he took took you know took on those three daughters. Damn, that's love. That's well, that's oh, a yeah. lot. That's a lot of responsibility. That's that's a lot, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, her, you know, her husband died. Yeah, and that's a fine ass woman. You, you oh, somebody got to take Lord. care of her. Taraji. Don't let him fool you, Taraji. Oh no. I remember when I first saw her in Baby Boy. I fell in love. I was like, Mama, who's that? Because it was her first movie, so no one knew. Yeah. They were like, Oh, I don't know who that is. It's true. And I, I you best believe, I studied it ever since. I, 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 what was that? Uh, MySpace. There was this girl on MySpace named Camille. Okay. And we became friends. We didn't hook up or anything. MySpace. Yet. You had MySpace? Yeah. How come I wasn't in your top 10? Nigga, you weren't close to my top 10. <laughs> I mean, we were off. We were, I think we were off of MySpace by the time we started. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's all about Facebook. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, Facebook had taken over by then. But this girl. Kind of reminds me of uh, Taraji, mm. and like when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, it reminds me of Camille. She's actually, I think she's like, um, she's the massage therapist for the Nets. So shout outs to Camille. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing good, uh, big things. Man, she must be good at her job because you massaging niggas that like are professional athletes. Yeah, 
you gotta be good. Mm-hmm. You gotta have them strong hands. Yeah. You know what? Black history, and she 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 went through the struggle to get that job, and I know she put in work I'm for sure. a very long time. So shout out to Camille. Shout have. out to all the the, um, the the black business owners out there who are excelling and and pushing through because y'all the real fucking heroes out there. Exactly, all the black executives and managers and workers out there, man. We see y'all. We respect y'all. We want you to keep doing what you got to do to like make sure that your families are taken care of, that you take care of. Um, this is important. It's important for us to remind ourselves that we are amazing, mm-hmm. that we do amazing Honestly. things. And we've been against a lot of shit. Like, yo, if I were to Raji and Jim Parsons are slabbing papers on my desk, I'd be like, nigga, if you do that one more time and jolt me like that, I'm going to rock your shit. <laughs> I'm going to pull your suspenders up your ass. And I'm going to show you what time it is. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so you, his suspenders aren't even in his ass. You're going to put them in his yeah. ass and pull them out of his mouth? Yep, yep. <laughs> wow. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rock his world, man. <laughs> fucking get out of here. Yeah, but, you know, again, you know, shout out to black people. Yeah, but shout out to the black managers out there who take care of the fucking employees. And when the employees even fucking up a little bit, you look at me, it's like, yo, Nick, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and you try to hold them down, and you try to help them. The, shout out to those managers as well. Yep. Everybody, y'all got to look at the people who are around you who are trying to save you on a daily basis. And sometimes you don't need, they don't get their flowers. This is the month to give them them flowers. Absolutely, you know. And I will say, uh, you know, we 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 talked about Kevin Costner a little bit being the the king of the white savior movie and everything. I think Glenn Powell trying to take that mantle, though. Oh, yeah. Because when he had that moment as John Glenn, which apparently was real based on UVA's research, mm. where he's like, I'm not feeling great about this, you know, this IBM machine and shit like that. I feel the machine's running me. Have uh, the Catherine girl look at my look at the numbers. If she says it's good, it's good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because he has the co-sign and be like, she's smart. She's smart. Let, let me know what the magical Negro girl says. Well, I mean, if you're sitting in a room and you see somebody break that shit down mm-hmm. right in front of you, and, of course, as a black woman, immediately that stands. I was like, oh, the fact that, for, for one, they let her in here because she's a woman. Because mm-hmm. there are no women in that room. That's right. Then on top of that, she's black. That aren't black. secretaries. Yes. Uh, she's black. And she's running the show right now. And, and it was like, she has to be the brightest person in that room for her, for them to put, for, for them to give the, put the battery in her back to let her go up there and do her thing. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You have to know that. Mm-hmm. All of them were incredibly smart and they didn't get no help. And that's like, again, this is like the Hollywood version of the shit. Yeah. Like Janelle at one point, they're doing a experiment on like a, how the ship comes back into orbit or something like that. And like this wind blowing in this chamber, she almost, she had to lose her shoe. Nobody trying to help her out that room and shit. Yeah, they all just She's like, about to fly away. She's about to turn into the spot from Spider-Verse. <laughs> what the fuck were they doing? <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was just, uh, I was like, how are we going to let this beautiful angel, Janelle Monae, almost die? All you niggas in your bow ties. Looking like, like white Muslims. You're like, oh, that nigga bitch, you better get her out of there. <laughs> I told you to stop saying the full N word. Man, we're going to get blocked on YouTube. I'm sorry, guys. God it's damn Black it. History Month. He's fucking up the money. We should be able to say the ER, and we're good. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but yeah, I mean, even the fact is that, so actually, I think a scene that was extremely powerful that I think is very pertinent to today Octavia Spencer's character, I'm sorry, I, I don't know why I'm 
Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy Vaughn. Uh, she saw the curve that was happening. That the fact that computers oh, yeah. were taking over, so she was ahead of it, and then she went and got all of her people to make sure that like you guys gonna have a future proof your jobs. We're gonna learn to do computers, and she saw it way yep. before anything actually happened, yep. and then saved all those people's jobs. And that's why that's what I'm talking about. Like those managers who are really out there for you, mm. it's like you have to recognize them. You gotta and, like, see the wave coming. Yeah, and, and and when and when they're telling you something, listen. Even if even if they're kind of a dickhead, listen though, because sometimes even as an asshole can teach yeah. you something, or or there's there's something there's some truth uh, yeah. somewhere in there. But yeah, man, it's it's always the people that have the foresight, and I think for me, like, um, it's wild that you said that, like, about being a manager and doing that because I've honestly, and, th- and this might I don't think this will get me in trouble or anything like that, but I've kind of lost that, mm-hmm. like. In, in my ex, my recent professional experience, because I did that at the, the Cody boot camp I was working at, yeah. and I had the foresight. I'm like, I remember December 2019. I'm hearing about this this virus internationally and shit, and people are shutting things down, and people are really scared and stuff. And so it's like it's slowly building up to that. And I'm you know I'm responsible for two campuses and stuff. And I'm like. Yo, we might have to do some remote learning. What does that even look like? And I started doing research and shit. I put together a fucking action plan for going remote. Shared it with my New York team. Fucking everything shuts down. We transitioned to that. The company takes that shit. Implements it worldwide. I get nothing. I get laid off. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I, it's not like I was looking for accolades on it and things, but it's like I remember the staff being like, we were so thankful that you had the foresight to be like, hey, everyone, it's going to be kind of crazy. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, I thought it was going to be a few weeks. Like, they, you know, they yeah, were saying, what, yeah, two yeah, weeks, yeah, everything shuts down, and then yeah. hopefully we'll be back to hunky-dory time and shit. And clearly that didn't happen. But, this, <laughs> you know what I mean? But Surprise, it, motherfuckers. <laughs> yo. That was crazy. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when you look at, like, stuff like this, you're like, you're like history, America has gone through so many different iterations of panic and anxiety and turmoil and challenges and stuff, but it's always up to black folks to like really persevere through that shit mm. and just deal with the microaggressions, deal with the bullshit so that we can go above that and make these profound changes that impact so many people. Yeah. And we just have to be like, cool. Yeah. Like, you have to do all maybe of that someday in spite someone, of. Yeah. Maybe someday someone will write a history book about it or. You know, I'll have an article maybe in a newspaper. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very thinkless. Yep. Being a black pioneer most of the time. Yeah. Being a black anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, the, the only people who see it are the people who are really close to it. And mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even see it either. Because they're because you're too close to it and, and you know oh, yeah. you don't see what's what's really happening. A lot of times a person who's actually doing it doesn't uh, uh understand like yeah. what's really, really happening right now. Yeah. And you have reminded us in the chat uh, that um, Dorothy went to the library to the white section to get the book to learn about the computer, yeah, and stuff. So, which is cra- which is it's nuts. The fact is like, well, that's know, slavery mentality. That's from like, yeah, like black you, people aren't supposed to read. And yeah, shit. you ain't. Su- you're not supposed to read about things like this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like or or just the fact that like, you don't have the intelligence to to be, be comprehend the yeah. book like this. I had a you can't be a yeah. black quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was this this white comic uh, that got really popular in like the roast battle scene and stuff like that. Mm. And I, our boy uh, Tommy Ray, who we've had on the show, like um, we he did our uh, Woodstock episode and stuff. Mm. I kind of had like a little bit of a disagreement with him because he's still like sort of friends with this dude. I'm like, I don't fuck with that guy ever since. And I get it. Open mics, you try out a bunch of wild shit. Yeah. You just want, but he had this really hacky joke about, oh, I saw this black dude in the basketball court, and he didn't have a basketball in his hand. He had a book in his hand. And I was like, do you know what to do with that? And I was just like, yeah. it's not 1932, nigga. What do you, you want to get rot? Like, yeah. there's very few times where I've wanted to punch a comic in the face. That was one of them. Fair. Because I'm fair. just like, who's that joke for? Yeah. You know what I mean? In middle like, America. <laughs> Not even because there's a bunch of black people in middle America. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, well, what's wild is like the most racism I've ever experienced, not in the South, not in the Midwest. It's in the Northeast. Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Jersey. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> it's like, I got to be honest. It's, it's not where you would think that it would be. Actually, for me, it, it, it was definitely in those other places. Oh yeah, but then again, you know what? I, I think. It's but you also went to some weird, like off the. the, the that, that's the thing. I, I've been places that most like they, they don't see niggas around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or you know, or just being in the neighborhoods mm. where yeah. we are, like, yeah, we're in that state, we're in those counties, but we're not necessarily in that area. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, people were definitely looking. Like, I remember when I went to a mall. And I think it was like Oklahoma or something like that. And and this girl says, yeah, we knew you guys weren't from around here because we don't see people like you around here. We mm-hmm. was just like, oh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know, you tell you what that means. Yeah. He's like, hey, boy. Uh, no, no, that was a, that was a girl because we asked oh. for, we were looking for something. Yeah. And we asked her, like, oh, no, we don't have one of those. Right? So she says, where are you guys from? And started asking questions. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. You know, then we like, oh, we're here doing this. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we knew you were from around here because we don't see people like you, you know, around here. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I, <laughs> let's get the fuck about this yep. mall. Yep. It's. Yep. Yeah, when we whenever we do Black History stuff, I know we get really riled up and like we go off on tangents and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's it's important to acknowledge that like we just we have a very complicated history in this country in the world, and I think what makes us so passionate now, like the past two years, especially on this podcast, is that we're watching our history get erased even more than it was before. Yep. You know, like, I wonder how many people would find this movie controversial now. Oh, yeah. And be like, not all white people are mean. Oh, the Kevin Costner, like Al Harrison doesn't get enough credit for the things that he did on behalf of the black people and stuff. It's like, but how many times did these these women, particularly Catherine, Dorothy, and Mary, have to go so outside of their comfort zone or go into hostile environments, advocate for themselves, to be met mostly blank stares, and then had to be one person who's like, uh, I'll give you a check because you're probably going to fall on your face anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? When uh, Janelle uh, gets to go to school, to get to go to night school, it's like, damn. And even her husband at one point, or I don't know if uh, Levi Jackson played by Aldous Hodge was her husband, boyfriend, what have you, but he was even doubtful, like, oh, yeah, like they're that, letting you do yeah, that? That damn. ain't going to work. Yeah. That ain't going to work. Which I get it because you're also like, you know, at the it's time. scary. At the time, it's the early 60s. This is some foreign shit for black people to really be involved in. And then also you don't want to see your partner, like, be crushed. Because that's some shit that, like, will break you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, when I was in LA, I understood how easy it would be for someone to have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Cause you're pursuing, if you're pursuing your dream and then something harrowing happens, whether it's like your dream gets taken away, someone tells you you're terrible. Like, so, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for your worst fears to be realized. Yeah. I mean, that's in any industry. Well, but at the same time is, is like, if you move to LA uh, to, you know, to pursue that, yeah. that dream, nine out of 10, you gave up a lot to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for a lot of people. That's for New York, too, though. Huh? That's for people to move to New York, too. Yeah. 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 But, like, people, like, give up a lot, and they really put themselves on a limb there. So, and it is a very lonely pursuit, you know, on top of giving up, you know, sacrificing so much. You know what I'm saying? And then you, then on top of that, it's a lonely pursuit. You sacrifice. People think it's okay to shit on you. And to step on your throat at any opportunity that they that they get, and then you add in the fact is oh you're black, uh, you're 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 Hispanic, you're uh, you're Asian, you're a woman, you're uh, you're your pants don't fit right because you can't afford the right size pants. Like there's all these things that you can just add on that just that just compound, 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 and you wonder why people lose their fucking shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. like it's. That that's why I'm you know I, I try to always just be nice to people until they give me a reason to like their ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what was so weird about Kevin Costner's portrayal in this movie is that at one point he's like he's being a hard ass like mm-hmm. boss, but like still a little bit compassionate, and then at times he'll like openly threaten Catherine's job. He'd be like, "If I if you can't do, it, then I'll find someone who can." I'm like, "Can you? Like for <laughs> yeah. real? Can you? Like, yeah? Because she saw this equation on the board." She's clearly smarter than anybody in here. Who are you going to replace her with? Yeah. Just asking. A computer. That's not up and running yet? <laughs> no, that, no, no. David Spencer's the one that's the pioneer <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we do? Like, you know, and that's the thing is, um, I wish I had more confidence in doing that. Like, Tati could tell me about that a lot. She's like, you had to have more confidence in being like, find someone else to do this the way I can. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, sometimes they can, but it is, other times yeah. it's like, you know, hey, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, I did find this movie redundant in some, at, at times. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I found I, a lot of, like, a lot of people talking, saying some encouraging words. Then we would see the women in front of, like, a, a chalkboard in front of a group of white people trying to convince them about something. And it's it just, like, a lot of cyclical scenes yeah. that, I, that we're moving towards the final moment where they get to, like, rejoice in, like, the fact that NASA... Um, was able to successfully launch the Friendship 7 into orbit and stuff. But, you know, you're also like, damn, but they still got a long way to go. They got the fake moon landing and they got the real moon landing <laughs> and stuff. Are you, are you like, part of the conspiracy theory that the, the first moon landing was fake? Man, you know what? I, don't, I, I hope not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope, you know, that, that we weren't... That, that Stanley those... Kubrick didn't record it. <laughs> <laughs> um... You mean uh, Kubrick? Yeah. You said Cooper. Um, Cooper? Huh? I said Cooper? Yes. Like hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yes, you did. What happened to that guy? Huh? Um, Mark Curry? What happened to him? I mean, he's he's shooting with Steve Harvey. <laughs> that would be crazy. Those two together would be weird. No, because Steve Harvey's stealing his jokes. 
That's what the Cat Williams thing was talking about. Well, talking Cat about. Williams, that was a two and a half hour interview. Yeah, right? no, but the, but he said a lot of wild on, shit in two. A, and a, half a hour. recent video came out where it was like the like the Deaf Comedy Jam like yeah. re- reunion, whatever. And Dave Chappelle is talking on the mic, and behind them is Steve Harvey. And Mark Curry runs up on Steve Harvey on the stage as Dave Chappelle's talking. And then fucking um, I forgot who it was had to separate them and shit like that. Yeah, it ha- it's on it's on camera. Oh wow! Yeah, it happened on stage. Yeah, Mark Her- Mark Curry was. Steve Curry's like, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, uh, Steve Harvey. I said on Steve site. Curry. <laughs> I combined them. Steve Harvey's like, now, nah, now, nah, what you not gonna do? Ah, ah, I got his teeth. Ah, I'll bite you, Mark Curry. <laughs> Damn, I'm like a whole horse. You see, <laughs> I used to rock with uh, Hang on, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, and, uh, I forgot what uh, what's her name was, but I was like, oh lordy, because. <laughs> There weren't that many black women in Ann Arbor, Michigan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially attractive ones like the ones I saw. Was it Holly Robinson Pete? No. Was that that her? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Mm -hmm. I think she was just Holly Robinson at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Like, if if I had, if if there was a black woman that looked like Taraji P. Henson in in Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm -mm -mm. I would have been a different brand. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Let's, you know, uh, we, we, Yubia did find a few IMDb reviews before we break down our own uh, re- review on this. Um, we'll start with th- this one from Emperor, Imperator. Man, that's weird. Imperator underscore. It's time em- for the Imperator. It's <laughs> time for the Imperator. Am <laughs> I? Uh, they write uh, Shallow. Shoots itself in the foot by hyper focusing on race. I get it. Racial segregation is a major point in the movie. The issue is that it points it out constantly. The movie is almost just a compilation of these moments. There is no interest at all in the actual characters. There are cheap attempts at trying to get you to care about them, but they are just that, cheap and rushed tricks. That sounds very racist, <laughs> uh, especially because they're all three women. Yep, you know, yep, the, yep. the rating of this movie have gained shows how inflated ratings can become when a movie is about a moral subject. The movie is not rated, just the way people feel about the subject. If you want to watch a movie that actually does well, watch The Banker. It does right what this movie did wrong. Four out of ten stars. Now, The Banker, for those who don't know, is a movie with Samuel Jackson, Anthony Mackie, and Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. So you can already tell the difference there in that those those main characters are not women. Um, so already seeing some bias there. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's it's less about like oh white people are being bad to us. It, it's very much like more of a commercial, like trying to be like we're all in this together in the con together and shit. Yeah. Whereas this is history, and like we said, it's this is watered down history too. Yeah. Shit was way worse. Hundred percent. Because you you know this, how this is oh, this palatable history. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. you know those bathrooms were terrible condition. Mm-hmm. You know probably. Those bathrooms probably never get cleaned. Never get cleaned. Unless, unless a black woman goes in there and cleans them. Never get cleaned. And you're probably right about the coffee. There's probably some nasty shit that has happened to that coffee. That pot never gets cleaned. Mm-hmm. Um, Grounds I'm, in there from about 40 years ago. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like shock full of nuts. This, has been, <laughs> this, this can has been this in 1922. You can't even use the spout because it's corroded with fucking, uh, which is it it, very possible. Damn. That, that's for sure. It's just, it's just bad. And so for this person to be like, you know, I get it. And like, that's what I was saying. Like, this would be, con- this is a controversial move to some people. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you got, 
<laughs> you got it, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Why'd you put that one on there? <laughs> well, shout out to our producer, Yuvia, who found that one. Holy Trying shit. Trying to piss me off tonight. <laughs> uh, this next review is from Spencer Grande 6. They write, never chooses to rise above its safely formulaic Hollywood trappings. A well-meaning crowd pleaser with nice performances and a truly exceptional true story running things. They never chooses to rise above its safely formulaic Hollywood trappings. I found this movie's depiction of such clearly bigoted white people and their uh, civil rights era forms of racism, colored bathrooms, coffee pots. They never really digs into more the more insidious nature of institutional racism to be problematic. This over-racist world feels so far removed that it almost makes it feel like racism has been solved. That's no longer an issue. All you have to do is be exceptional, a once-in-a-lifetime genius, and racism won't be able to stand in your way. It suggests that black people do have to work harder and be superior in obvious ways to overcome. And this is never addressed in the movie. Don't be common. No one can help you. Six out of ten stars. I can understand that that a little bit. It's just... Well, I mean, but that's the thing. If you if you don't water down the w- racism, the racism is the movie. Yes, and and like people need to realize that is like they can't show how really racist it was. Yes, because that then you're gonna completely miss the message because you're gonna be paying attention to all of that shit, mm-hmm. yep. which is crazy because you're just like, man, we want to see how really racist. Do you really want to see how really racist it was? Well, that's the thing is if you go that route, then you get a, like a movie like Rosewood. Or higher learning, both John Singleton movies that don't do well commercially. Yeah, that's why this movie did so well. Yeah, no, you need to have that palatability. Like if, the you know, like I said, 20th Century Fox, like they had a very specific audience they were going for. They were going very down the middle so that this could be a play for everybody. And I get it. You want to have a reach so as many people can see the story and be inspired by it as possible. And you can only do that if you meet certain rating and if you have certain elements that are palatable for. A lot of universal audiences. Mm-hmm. It's like the same way. Uh, there's another movie that was like really, really popular. We were like, it said put in the chat like Detroit Higher Learning. <laughs> higher Learning would break the internet today. That's funny that you uh, sit in the chat mentions that. And remember, folks, Patreon.com/slash MediaPocker. You get to join us live when we record these episodes. Um, higher Learning we actually showed at a like a leadership retreat at St. John's. Mm. And I'd never seen it. It was freshman year. We were in a fucking cold ass cabin in the woods and Didn't shit you upstate. That? Huh? Didn't we did review it yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. But I remember like being like, yo, what the fuck? Like that movie was crazy. Yeah. Cause we also went to a diverse school like this school in higher learning and shit. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, do you want us to be on edge about a potential school shooter and shit? But yeah, that could never be made now. Yeah, 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 because it's too real. You could, yeah, you couldn't show a, a kid being like radicalized the way Michael Rappaport's character is. Yeah, or yeah, it's I mean, just, you you can actually. People oh yeah, would, really, would really really see that and be like, yeah, that, that, that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Detroit, Detroit, I I had a lot of problems with Detroit. Just felt like black trauma porn in a lot of ways. Like there was a lot of times when I watched that movie in the theater where I was like, because I knew it was written. By a white guy, and it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, and I was kind of like, "Why this story, and why were these people the ones that had to tell the story?" But you know, at the same time, it's just like, yeah, maybe the vessel is not who you wanted it to come from, but at the same time, that that that's a, that happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I mean, like, Theodore Melfi is a Italian dude, so yeah, you know what I mean. But um, apparently, he was in a running for Spider-Man: Homecoming and did this movie instead. Which is interesting. 
But um, we did get a Patriot thought. And, folks, again, remember, you sign up at Patreon at patreon.com slash media and you're guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews right on that upcoming episode of the movie you talk about. Uh, and we got one from Curtis Boyd who wrote, I was surprised at how much history I was reminded of learned while watching this well-focused, entertaining film. The acting and set pieces really nailed the drama presented with each woman's struggle as well as the triumph they all achieved within the systems they had to participate in. Yeah. Mm. So, Justin, break down our rating system, baby. Stop calling me baby. So, guys, you know how we do this. It's Black History Month, man. Let me call you baby. No, no. I'm okay with that. Uh, guys, you know how we do this. We rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. So, don't call me baby. Uh, if a movie doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we watched the 2016 film Hidden Figures, not to be confused with Hidden Fences, starring Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monae, Kevin Costner, Kristen Dunst, Jim Parsons, Mahershala Ali. Um, what say you, sir? This gives a large. This gets at large. It's a very charming performances. Um, hits those good dramatic beats. Um, like I said, it's a bit redundant at times. And even though with the white savior, Kevin Costner stuff, but that's par for the course. It's Kevin Costner. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He's a white savior for, for people of color, for aliens, a la Superman. He does it all. Yep. He, and even for uh, water niggas. Mm-hmm. Water world. He does it all. Yeah. You, you got some webs between your toes. Kevin Costner's your man. <clears throat> <laughs> Justin, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a large as well. I mm. think um, they did a really good job on this. And, and again, reminding us of history that, you know, some of it may have uh, known or forgotten. Um, and just bringing these women's uh, story uh, to the forefront and, uh, you know, shining a light on, you know, what it was like to be at, like, the peak of, like, the most, some of the most important uh, parts of history where it seems like we are stricken from the record from, mm-hmm. yet, like, there we were right there and making shit happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We were there all, every step of the way. I'm glad that uh, the story got told because there's a lot of opportunities to not tell the story. It's very easy to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you have it, folks. That's a review on Hidden Figures. Um, as always, you know, you can follow me at Frodo underscore Blackens on X and Threads and Instagram. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all social media platforms, particularly TikTok. We're trying to get our numbers up there. And then uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, push that subscribe button and uh, so you get alerted about all future reviews and celebrity interviews that we have on there. And Justin, if you want to support the show financially as well as follow you, what could they do, my brother? Guys, you can follow me at Jay Brown Did It on the socials, but you can support this show at uh, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages. So if you love this show, you want those backlogs, you want bonus episodes, mm-hmm. you want the mini episodes, guys, it's all on Patreon. You need to be on Patreon. And then if you're on Patreon, you can also be a part of our live recordings. Look at that. Bada bing, bada boom. That's right. Clap your hands, stomp your feet. It's a holiday. More importantly, it's Black History Month. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your movie. You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's 
all you've 